Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Uh, today we're going to be talking about how your partner doesn't know shit about what they like in bed and how this epiphany in and of itself is worth the price of admission for, of course, not only this free podcast, but couples counseling, which can really help you understand this on a deep visceral level, particularly if you find yourself disagreeing with the things that I'm saying. Um, also, if you find yourself frequently disagreeing with a podcaster and getting angry about it, this is like a personality trait that can be worked on in counseling. <laughs> Just like, you know, like because there's a lot of people like that like get angry like about stuff that I say. Like if you're the sort of person that finds it difficult to like just move forward from that, you know, then obviously A, it's probably hitting a nerve or B, you have issues with anger and feeling that you are always misunderstood by people. So this is just like a free throwaway piece of advice that could be transformative for many. If you find you, if you find that it's hard for you to walk away on social media or from podcasts or from TV or from anything that disagrees with you, that is usually something to work on in counseling because frequently it means you are misunderstood so much when you were a little kid that like you cannot get over being misunderstood even by people that are not speaking to you directly. So that is just... I mean, that is worth the price of admission, which, of course, is free. So that's my ongoing joke. But anyway, um, the next uh, actually not free podcast coming up is going to be on uh, if you want either a dominant man or a highly sexual woman, is this all upside and how you yourself might have to transform in order to make this a reality? Because a lot of women um, really yearn for a more dominant alpha kind of dude. And obviously, a lot of men want a highly sexual sexual woman, but they never think about what in their personality is stopping uh, that from happening and or what they would have to change and what they would have to do outside their comfort zone in order to make that a reality to be with such a person. So anyway, that's going to be the next subscriber one, but back to the one that we're focused on now. So this is so common, like guys will be trying to have sex with a woman. She doesn't know what she likes and they think she's holding out. They think that, like, she does know, like, she has, like, a flow chart in her mind. He's got to say this, do this, touch me like this, do this, this, this. And then I would really have, like, a magnificent orgasm, the likes of which has not been seen in the world, you know, before. And that's some bullshit. She doesn't know shit. The majority of women don't even masturbate, like, near frequently enough to understand anything. And if they do, it's with, like, a vibrator, which obviously doesn't do anything a man can do and certainly does not provide, like, a full body experience. So it's so funny, right? Because so many men, particularly the insecure ones or the ones who are raised religious, really fetishize this idea of a woman with limited prior experience. But then somehow they get her into bed. <laughs> this woman who had maybe one partner, maybe two partners before him, sometimes zero. And then they're like, oh, she's supposed to give me a manual on like her clitoris. Man, she barely knows she has a clitoris because she didn't have any prior partners. She didn't have any prior sex. And she was trained to be the sort of woman that would not explore such things because if she did then she might want to have sex so you know you can't have everything either you get the woman with the woman with limited experience likely does not even remotely have an owner's manual to her own body 
And now here's the real kicker. All the women that think that the guy really knows what he likes in bed because he's more vocal about it. At least he says like touch this sometimes if he can say that in your if that's the culture of your relationship that you can speak in bed, which in and of itself is amazing for a lot of people that I work with would be a great step forward. But the women think that the guy is quote unquote experienced. He's not experienced. There are very few men, very few as as a percent of the world. Like when you look at like the um the statistics, the average man had sex with something like six women. Probably like two or three of those were one night stands. Probably another two of those were women below the age of like 20 or 25 because he himself was below the age of 20 or 25 when that happened. So those women didn't know anything either. And then you're the last one that married him. So even though the man frequently has more sexual experience measured by number of partners than the woman that he marries, this doesn't mean that he knows really deeply much about sex at all. Because most of that experience was when he was young, and those female partners didn't give him much feedback usually because they were young women and insecure, and again, they didn't know anything. So a lot of marriages are like the blind leading the blind, but the man thinks the woman is holding out on him, and the woman thinks that the man is a sexual guru and everybody's wrong and so they keep having really shitty sex or at the very least at the least subpar sex much much sub what they could be doing right because both of them think that the other person knows what they like and they don't and this also goes with like how our culture is very self-focused which is a constant refrain in, in refrain in my podcast, which I hope to reframe so I can use both of those words, because like if you tell a woman she doesn't know what she wants, I mean, you might as well just get like just light yourself on fire after that, because then you're like a bad feminist. You're like a bad person. The Hitler analogies are going to start flowing and I can make those jokes because I'm Jewish. And, um, you know, it's like you, you can't tell a woman that she doesn't know what she wants. And women don't usually tell men that they don't know what they want because they think that the man knows what he wants because he has more sexual experience and he thinks she knows what she wants just because she's a woman and she's got to know what she wants. So it's like a sin to say that like a woman doesn't know what she wants. Let me be the woman to tell you she doesn't know what she wants. You don't know what you want. No one knows what they want unless they have had an extremely active sex life prior to marriage, which is unusual. And, and also... Also, even the people with, and this is actually interesting, the most, most, most experienced people are the ones who are the first to say that they can always learn new things and that they have no idea the full um, variety of things that they might like. They are the ones that are always wanting to learn and grow. So the people that actually are like in the lifestyle, in like a kinky BDSM lifestyle or in a swingers lifestyle, they're the first ones to say, oh, I don't know, like the full gamut of what I could potentially like, and I'm always learning and exploring more. So it's so interesting that then the people with so much less experience are the ones who assume that their partner knows everything about what they could possibly like already. How? First of all, people are always learning and growing, and also you've not had all the experiences definitionally that you could have because that logic puzzle doesn't make sense. So the very first thing to take off your uh, plate in your mind is the idea that your partner knows 
anything about what they would truly like in bed. They can know something about what they don't like, maybe, or maybe you're just not doing that thing right, so then they think they don't like it. Much like I always talk about with oral sex, and of course, since you're a subscriber, you got the Oral Sex on Women podcast, on Women podcast, and... So a lot of women think that they hate oral sex just because the guy like splays them open like a newly caught fish. They're fucking freezing. He does like one thing. He like learned from one movie that you're supposed to do like the alphabet with your tongue. That's what he does. He's like snuffling down there. He's like not, it's not sexy. There was no foreplay before that because he thinks this is the foreplay. And the entire experience is something you would rather, you know, take a cyanide pill than ever replicate. And so then women are assume that they don't like oral sex and that it's wrong because if they have oral sex where even just for starters there's foreplay before the oral sex because as I taught you in that podcast touching genitals is sex sex (laughs) it's not foreplay it's sex so you know if they were to have foreplay before that and they were interested and excited and maybe they even the guy tried out a couple different techniques and they you know raised the thermostat and they turned off the lights and you know whatever else put a lock on their bedroom door then maybe they could enjoy themselves in a way that they don't know that they could and the exact same thing with all the guys who say that they don't like certain things too Uh, There's things that guys say that they don't like also. So like, for example, a guy would say that he wouldn't ever like being in a submissive, more of a submissive role. Or a guy would say he doesn't like anal play for him. But like these are all things that a guy may not have experienced at all because he's always, ironically and tragically, been assumed to be the leader of the sexual encounter despite having very, very little real-world exploratory sexual experience that wildly deviated from the, uh, you know, porn montage uh, that he had with his, you know, 25, maybe, year old girlfriend in uh, his early 20s, right? By porn montage, I don't mean anything very exciting. I mean when a guy tries like seven different positions in a row and the woman doesn't come at all. And it's, you know, it's it's subpar to say, to say the least. And I talk about porn montage sex in its own podcast, so I don't need to go into that. But the point that you should be getting from this is that it is not um, a sin and it is not something terrible to assume that your partner doesn't know jack about how their body works. They know very little. They know probably 10% of how their body could work right and people who are like athletes know this kind of thing so like let's say before they started training for like the you know fucking tough mutter I don't even know the names of these things but like I have a lot of clients who are really into you know optimizing their physical fitness and do all this kind of crazy shit right and before they started doing this when they look back They're like, my God, I was like a 10% of my capacity as an athlete before I understood, you know, all this stuff. I didn't even know that I could do something like what I've done. I didn't even know I could run a 5K. And now here I am, like a lunatic running for like 30 miles or something insane, you know. And so it's very similar to that. So when people have like a much better and more open sex life, they go back and they look at their early experiences in their 20s. It's like Plato's cave. Remember the analogy of Plato's cave? right they they didn't even know they were in a cave they were seeing shadows on the wall coming in the light was streaming into the cave and so they thought that all of reality was shadows on the wall of the cave until they come out out of the cave and then they see that there's a whole world so that analogy holds true for the majority of human experience with sex is certainly included 
So you're in basically Plato's cave now if you're like 90% of people on earth and certainly uh, more than that of the people who come to couples counseling to work on sexual issues or the people that listen to me to learn about sexual issues because there's plenty of people that consider what I'm talking about to be very jejune (laughs) and really not worthy of discussion at all. And so that's why I'm not marketing to like, you know, a BDSM audience, (laughs) you know, for which this stuff is extraordinarily basic but to the average person who's struggling with a sexual connection within marriage, you know? And so what's interesting, too, is that a lot of guys think, because they watch a lot of porn, that they, that they know what they like. You don't know what you like because you've not been having all that sex. Let me remind you. I know that you're aware. You've not been having sex <laughs> that you're watching. <laughs> so you have absolutely no idea what any of that shit would feel like in reality. you got a good imagination. That's great. But y- you don't really know what it would be like because you've not done most of it. So what you want to do is you want to try to start exploring what you and your partner really like. And if you bring real curiosity to the table, then your partner may respond in ways that you would not predict, in ways that are far better than you you predict. You would get like a rejection out of hand, no fucking way. I don't want to spend hours in bed. Don't you understand how much laundry I have to do? Whatever. But if you bring real curiosity to the table, so I work with couples all the time and I'll say to the woman what do you find arousing what's a sex scene that you find arousing in a movie or this or that or what's the best sexual experience you've ever had unfailingly they say shit that their husbands don't predict the husband is basically sitting there with his mouth open like a guppy because he had no idea because he literally has not expressed this in curiosity this curiosity in a way that she you know wants to even answer instead it's like what can I do different Well, she doesn't fucking know. I just pointed it out. She doesn't know. She has no idea what you could do different. She just knows that she would rather, you know, eat a yogurt and watch her show than have sex with you. She doesn't know exactly why. It could be her. It could be you. It could be God, you know, intervening, like, and and making this a subpar sex life. She doesn't know, but she knows it's not great, but she can't tell you it's not great. And she also doesn't know how it could be any better. So she says it's good. It's good. This is what I talk about with, um, you know... When I'm like, your is your sex life really good if your wife never wants to have sex? No. I mean, like, right? I mean, like, we don't even have to listen to the podcast or read the post. No. People don't say no to shit that they really like. Obviously, like, right? I mean, let's think about that just for a second using logic. So, obviously, if she tells you sex life is great but she never wants to have sex, it's not only her drive. It's the fact that she doesn't think it's going to end up as something better than sitting eating yogurt and watching TV. So, you know, you you got to fix that situation, right? And so does she. So, it if you spend actual time talking and thinking and reading, remember I told you erotic stories, women can read erotic stories, they like that a lot more than porn. Porn is really in your face, really intense, plus they don't want to see the women's hot bodies or any of the bodies, they don't want to see the the penis, they don't want to see any of it, you know, but if you read erotic stories, if you download like apps, like the Paired app, that one helps you talk about sex sometimes, the Mojo Upgrade website helps you talk about more things, like you got to 
you got to figure out, you got to say to your wife, we don't know shit about sex. And by we, I'm including myself, because although you seem to think I had a lot of experience, when I look back, basically, and she's going to be shocked, basically, most of it were like, we did a few more positions maybe in my life than you and me. Not really, though. It was kind of uh, pretty much the same as you and me in the honeymoon phase. I don't really know much. I'm starting. Women love. Remember what I taught you. Women love when you're stupid. So when you say, (laughs) I know less than you think I know, that in and of itself, again, is the aphrodisiac. There's the panty dropper, the money shot. You say, I know so much less than you think I know about sex. It's like flattering that you think I must know what I want, but I'm coming to realize I don't know jack shit. You know, like the stuff I see when I do watch porn is kind of bullshit. You know, it's not real. And I've not really had as much experience as you think I do, you know. And so I want to learn more about how to please you. And if you really want the kicker, you say, I bet I'm not as good in bed as I think I am. Then she'll really look at you. You'll see her startle because, and the more she startles, you'll know. Bigger startle response is associated with either you're a much bigger narcissist or arrogant bastard than you think, such that she can't even imagine that sentence would come out of your mouth, or for the first time she has a flicker of hope that like you'll possibly be ready to accept some feedback because, by the way, There's a lot of guys that think they accept sexual feedback and they don't because they expect that sexual feedback is going to come like harder, faster, do that wonderful thing you're doing, but do it again. And instead, it comes like their wife saying, it's cold in this room. Maybe if it was a little warmer and then they're like, well, I don't think that would make a difference because nothing makes a difference to you. And then, you know, she's done. (laughs) So like her sexual feedback may be like, this environment sucks and your personality sucks, but you don't want to hear that. So then she can't give you any feedback, right? So if you do say, and this is like, this is an inspired moment, right? Because I say this to women all the time. I say it to people in couples counseling all the time. Hey, maybe he's not that good in bed, you know? Like, what could we improve? But maybe you should take the bull by the horns, reins, horse by the reins, I don't know. And you should say, I'm starting to think I may not be as good in bed as I think I am. And if you could say that straight-faced, open to feedback, even a little self-deprecation, and she startles and looks at you, then you know you got something to work with. Because now she's like, holy shit, is the great man finally willing to accept some kind of feedback? Maybe I'll have an orgasm in this decade. And so then you got something to work with. Then you have something to work with. And the more warm, open, and curious you could be about shit that actually turns her on, ask about the stuff she reads, ask about the stuff she watches. Women read romance novels, not for the romance, but there's sex scenes in there too. The the movies that she likes, all the romantic ones, what she used to like when she was younger. There's like a, just so much stuff that you can figure out about your wife's psyche and that you can figure out about your own psyche. You probably have so many fantasies that do not just involve different sexual positions that you could tell her about that would help her know the real you, like understand what you like. Lots of guys have a fantasy that the woman will take charge in bed. Does your wife have any idea that you may have that fantasy? And by may, I mean like 99% of you that are listening do? Probably not. Because you don't want to say that one, because you feel embarrassed, because it seems so antithetical to everything that you guys currently do that you think she would take it as as something bad. But maybe she wouldn't. 
Like, who knows? You know, so there is a whole range of sexual activity out there that you could be exploring if, if, if your wife felt that you were open-minded, curious about her experience, non-judgmental, and not really that experience because then she's not the bottleneck. Women don't like to feel that their lack of experience, their lack of self-knowledge, their lack of self-awareness has been what makes the sex life bad. Who the hell would want to feel like that? So instead, you say, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm short-sighted. I don't have as much experience as you seem to think I do. It was pretty minimal compared to like when I really think about it. And for 90% of guys listening, it's going to be true. This, you know, when I really think about it, it wasn't really very much um, deep exploration, you know, because I'll tell you something. The truth of the matter is this, and this is not um, a wonderful thing to hear, but if you had had, as a man, if you had had like this like deep, super fulfilling sexual relationship with a woman prior to your current wife, you probably would have recognized the red flags that this sex life wasn't going to be extraordinary, but you didn't. You didn't. And if you had had those wonderful experiences, but you still got involved with somebody where there was red flags that she was closed-minded, then you have self-esteem issues. And self-esteem issues have to be worked on to have the best sex life you can have because you can't be really open with someone else if you're always scared about being judged or looked down on. So either way, either way, 100%, there is a world in which you could tell her that you are not the sex guru that you are completely want to be open to feedback and self-exploration and that you understand that she doesn't know what she likes yet, but you want to learn together. That's much better than you being on your high horse about, I know everything, I know what I like, I know what you like, and if you don't like it like this, then maybe you just don't work right. Which, although you're not trying to transmit that, that is the message a lot of women are receiving. Okay, hopefully this was uh, elucidating for you as I try to be. And um, please do, well, you did subscribe, so you don't have nothing to do. (laughs) You could join my Facebook group if you'd like to talk about things like this, because this, like many of my podcasts, come from discussions in my secret Facebook group. And it's called Secret because people don't get to see what you do outside of it. People always say, I can't comment on your stuff because my mother-in-law is watching. And, you know, this one your mother-in-law isn't in. All right, talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Wait, I forgot. This was not a subscriber episode. The next one's going to be a subscriber episode. I just didn't want anybody to think that my mind was going, you know, (laughs) even though it is going, even though I read an article that said that literally having over three, three or more children is associated with cognitive decline uh, in a different way than less than three children, which I found to be obviously upsetting. Okay, talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.